Welcome to the Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast, which aims to advance gospel-centered youth ministry by equipping and empowering youth ministers and parents to faithfully disciple students towards lifelong faith in Jesus Christ. The Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast is part of the Rooted Family of Podcasts, which also includes Ask Alice, All About Boys, and Thanos to Theos. The audio from this episode was recorded during our 2020 micro-conferences. And to learn more about our upcoming 2021 conference on October 7th through 9th, visit www.rootedministry.com. We're going to continue on with the next plenary session from Christina Edmondson entitled Hope for the Weary from Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Christina Edmondson holds a PhD in counseling psychology from Tennessee State University, and she's the Dean of Intercultural Student Development at Calvin College. So she's passionate about seeing diversity and intercultural relationships developed and how the gospel speaks into those, which is such a crucial voice needed in our time and age today. So let's come to the Lord in prayer as we open ourselves up to what the Lord has to say for us through his servant, Christina. Father, we thank you for this message of rest. For those who come to you and laying our burdens at your feet, we will not be weary, but find rest. In an age where there's so much social unrest around us, both racial and justice and political, help us to find that rest, God. At the same time, may we be restless until your kingdom comes on earth as it is in heaven, until all injustice is righted, until all wrongs are undone and everything is under your kingdom reign. May we long for that rest even as we listen to your words spoken and may we look towards that rest and experience some of that today in the gospel that's inaugurated this kingdom of God for us. We thank your son's name. Amen. Greetings to the attendees of the Rooted Conference. I wish, and I'm thinking you probably do too, that we would have been able to meet together, to connect together in person. Well, um, that could not happen this year, not in the year 2020. And we pray for a time when things will be different um, in prayerfully the near future. So we're meeting virtually. And so I, I greet you in a virtual context as warmly as I possibly can. And if you're like me, you're probably a bit videoed out and Zoomed out and <laughs> FaceTimed out, um, but we're gonna make the best of it. I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, going from weary and burdened to rest and ease. And I feel like maybe that uh, will resonate with us uh, in maybe even some deeper ways in the year 2020 that we find ourselves in. This happened to be a year where I uh, relocated. So I moved. My family and I moved to a different part of the country. And one of the things that we know about moving is that it is listed as one of the top stressors that a person can experience in a lifetime. It's a pretty heavy statement. It's considered right up there with divorce or loss of a job, or even loss of a loved one, the level of stress and tax and wear that it takes on people. And any of us that have moved before or are anticipating a move, you probably have heard of this before. You have probably heard of this, um, of what moving, all that moving entails. Well, why is moving, why exactly is it so stressful? Well, there's the scheduling and the organizing and the planning. There's the relocating and finding new jobs, a new place, a new home. 
maybe leaving a job and maybe where you've been for a very long time and finding something new and a sense of starting again. Then there's the packing. And I would add to that the dread, the dreaded packing. Not a big fan of packing at all, um, but that's definitely a part of moving. There's the expenses, the expenses associated with moving. And, and on top of that, there's the unanticipated expenses of moving, the things you plan for and the surprises that come your way. And let's never forget the diverse personalities of the people, the blessed people that you move with, including, you know, your own personality along the way. Those personalities definitely abound. So a lot of way, in a lot of ways, we're leaving behind something that was established in place, maybe there so long that it had dust on it, for something that's new and maybe even unknown. And no doubt, that's stressful. So many things that were planned for, even this year in 2020, so many things that were anticipated and expected, things that maybe even defined us, the work that we do, the stability of where we worship, all of those things for many people have come up for question. And there's an anxiety that surrounds it, for many of us at least. These major, major expected things in our lives now have kind of a major question mark next to them. And maybe you can relate to this. Certainly I can. But add to all of this, this major, this major move that my family undertook, and maybe you've had a move recently too, add to that a worldwide event, COVID-19. Add to that uh, the reality that, that with, along with that world event, um, add to that the acute political polarization in the United States and globally, add to that the traumatic footage of deaths of unarmed image bearers playing on loop on social media, reminding us of the long reach of rotten roots and unrepentant systemic sin. Been a challenging year for many. And this is where I found myself in 2020, also known by me as the longest year of creation, <laughs> where a day feels like a week and a week feels like a month. Yeah, it's been a long year. So, where have you found yourself at this moment? Just take a second. Where are you right now? And how are you feeling for real, for real, right now? If the word stressed, weary, and burden come to mind, well, I dealt that you're alone. As a matter of fact, I know there's at least two of us. But where I have found encouragement this year is in intentional practices of gratitude. That's right, gratitude. Gratitude actually has benefits to our brain, to our relationships, to our mental and physical health, the practice of gratitude. I've also found encouragement this year in beefing up my corporate prayer practices and that corporate prayer discipline with other people. And of course, even more deeply, reflecting 
on the truth of the gospel. So when the storms of life rage and the anxieties of the unknown related to a tomorrow beckon, it is our foundation that holds us. It is the greater realities that anchor us among the lamentable and unprecedented realities of this moment in 2020. Maybe that's why these words that I've meditated on that have ministered to me from scripture are what I want to share with you today. And during these what feel like marathon long months, this is the text that continues to come back to my mind. Hear the word of the Lord, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. This is Jesus speaking. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your weary souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. For those of us who feel like we're running on empty, for those of us who got just one good nerve left, for those of us tired of being tired, for those of us exhausted by the unknown, the anxiety that comes from the unknown, the intruding unknown, for those of us angry that what we angry about what the things that we planned, what we worked real hard for, longed for, prayed for. Those things, for some of us, still feel unhealed, unresolved, broken, and unfulfilled. Weary and burdened. Weary and burdened. Weary and burdened, y'all. Jesus is here through his word, by his spirit, to give us rest for our weary souls. And what does Jesus offer to the weary and burdened. First, Jesus offers his truth, a truth that is connected to the truth that we tell about ourselves. Just before we get to our text of focus, the one that I just read in your hearing, verses 20 through 27, Jesus is denouncing the towns in which he did not, he did the most miracles because they refused to repent. He calls them out by name, he mentions uh, woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago and sat cloth and ashes. He calls them out and then he names places that he knows that they look down on and mentions that if they had received that type of grace through miraculous signs, they would have turned. But you didn't. This is this hard, heavy word that the Lord Jesus Christ is giving. And after all those strong words about their rejection and arrogance of that grace extended to them, their rejection of grace, uh, denying repentance, Jesus goes on to say, and to really shout out those with a simple and needy and dependent faith, like a child. 
Jesus reflects on this and gives a shout, a praise break, if you will, to God the Father. And then Jesus says in verse 25, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father. For this is what you were pleased to do. Jesus is pleased with our acknowledgement that we are needy people, childlike. And then we come to these words, this invitation that travels through time and meets us here right now, even virtually. Remember that verse? Come to me. All who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. These first hearers, and we the hearers right now, and all those in between who've heard this text have something in common. We really need grace. That's the truth. Like much earlier in Matthew 23, 4, the Pharisees of our minds and society have deceived us into thinking that we can work our way, think our way, fake our way, keep up with the Joneses our way, judge other people our way to the grace that must be revealed to us and received by us like a child. Remember how I moved this year, something I don't recommend that anyone does during a pandemic. <laughs> One day I absolutely hit a wall. I mean, I may have almost literally really hit a wall, but certainly mentally I hit a wall. And having extended myself beyond myself to my limits at the end of my rope, I realized how exhausted I was and just, I needed help. But help that was so big, and I was so overwhelmed by the boxes and the different packing styles and all the, all the pieces and all the things that were still unresolved based on where we were heading, that I didn't even quite know how to describe the help that I needed. I couldn't even articulate what would be helpful to me. I just knew that I needed rescue in some way, shape, or form. Have you ever been that overwhelmed, so overwhelmed that you all you can say is help, but you don't even know what the help should look like? So burdened that you don't even know where to start. And even as an administrator, you don't even know how to instruct people to help you. I'm grateful for friends and family and church members, the ones that are full of wisdom, discerning and compassion, that are ready to serve the weary. No questions asked, no judgment extended, at least that I could detect. God the Father is pleased to extend grace to us. We who are weary and burdened, a grace revealed and given to those uh, through that effectual call that we receive like a child, dependent and unsure of what even to do about the bigness of all that is around us and in us. And this, 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 this positioning as a child receiving 
this grace independence in the midst of not knowing all the answers or how to instruct or how to fix our life or what to do tomorrow or how to deal with this pandemic or how to plan for next year even. That dependence pleases God the Father. In the text, he declares, yes, Father, this is what you were pleased to do. You were pleased to extend this type of grace to us. Pleased to do it, not obligated, not in a stingy way or begrudgingly, but a lavish and loving, fulfilling grace. Pleased to give it to those that come to you like children. The Father was pleased to reveal to you, child of God, something hidden from the wise and the learned, something elusive to the legalist, those who add things to the gospel, something that's out of the grasp of those who think they got it all together or pretend to have it all together. He reveals grace to the weary and the burdened, the weary and burdened that admit that they're weary and burdened. Weary and burdened one come to Jesus. Not only through justification, but Jesus still calls through sanctification. The well don't be the doctor, but the sick who have one are truly grateful. Reject the voice that seeks to burden you more without lifting a finger. That accusing voice in your own head that lives within and without around you. From Matthew 23, 4, they tie up heavy loads that are hard to carry and they put them on people's shoulders, but they themselves don't lift a finger to move them. They do all their deeds to be seen by others. This is a performative faith uh, that exhausts us and it deceives us and it does not bring life or true peace to us. It's all for show. The first audience of this text were those wrecked, downright broken by these heavy loads, these heavy burdens of performative faith. And Christ says, bring all that to me. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, weary from works-based righteousness, pretending, burdened by pharisaical standards, adding to the law of the thrice holy God, exhausted by our own besetting sins, wrecked by the sins of the world, injustice after injustice, systemic sin after systemic sin, and the denials of such. Jesus says, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So what does Jesus offer the weary and burdened? Well, first, Jesus offers his truth, as we just talked about. Our deceived state, being in denial, pretending without him, but eternal blessedness when we tell the truth with him. But that's not all. What does Jesus offer the weary and burdened in 2020? Well, Jesus offers his way. His way. The greatest teacher. He teaches us how to engage this life, even this crazy 2020 pandemic life, even this crazy political season life, this unrepentant systemic sin life, this 
I don't know what's next life. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Learn from me. These words stand out to me as an educator, as a teacher, as an instructor. I know you got those voices that burn you down, but don't lift a finger to help. And Jesus separates himself not by the burdens that he gives us, but by the ones that he bears on our behalf. And he tells us how to carry those burdens, how to carry the cross that we do have. And what is this way? What is this Jesus way? If you listen close, you'll catch it. He says, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your weary souls. God, you are the great I am. You are the word. You are the light of the world. You are the living water. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the lily of the valley. You are the bright and morning star. Yet you describe yourself in this text, Lord Jesus, as gentle and humble in heart. How great the Father's love for us that he would send Christ from glory to grind, to die a sinner's cursed death, all motivated by love, a love that is so strong, powerful, and mighty that is gentle, lonely, and humble. And just maybe, Lord, you're teaching me, you're teaching us something in this text. When you say the words, learn from me, maybe I should sit up at attention and pull out my notebook, Professor Jesus, and about what I ought to be and how I ought to engage this journey right now. I must engage it gentle and humble, with a gentle and humble heart, gentle with myself, gentle with my neighbor, gentle in trying to even understand my enemy, humble, knowing I cannot work my way to your favor. It has come to me through your love. Humble in dealing with those around me, mindful and humble by the truth that I need Jesus. So I need to act like it, like a person who needs the Lord. I need to act like that in how I treat other people. Act like that, not by creating laws like I'm the God of the universe that burden myself and burden my neighbor. Self-righteousness, even the kind that covers up our exhaustion and fear, it makes us haughty and arrogant to others. But humility, humility, allows us to rest in what Christ has done and even rest from judging others and ourselves. You want Jesus' name? Well, we have to do things in Jesus' way. Gentle and humble is the way of Christ. Gentle and humble must be the way of Christ's people. So what does Jesus offer the weary and burdened? Jesus offers his truth. What does Jesus offer the weary and burdened? Jesus offers his way. And what does Jesus offer the weary and burdened? Jesus offers himself. He offers himself. You know, I'm no, I'm no prophet, but I imagine that uh, there are problems between, uh, that we all have. I've got a set of problems. Now, imagine you watching also have some problems. I think that's fair to say. And at the end of this teaching, and at the end of this rooted conference, you will probably still have those same, same problems. They're not going to just go away. Although 
I would love them to, and maybe, maybe, maybe some will. Hmm. But Jesus offered himself, and he's still offering himself, interceding for the church, hands outstretched right now. Hands outstretched right now over you and whatever those problems might be in 2020. So the truth is, we might have 99 burdens, but salvation for those of us who are resting in Christ's work alone. Well, that's not one of those burdens. We might have 99 problems, but humanity's ultimate problem of being at enmity with God and, and dead in sin and trespasses is no longer ours to work out or to figure out or to work our way to righteousness. We might have 99 problems, but determining how we ought to live, well, that ain't one of them. We are to live gently and humbly. We might have 99 problems, but questioning the love of God for us, eh, that's not one of them. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So all of these real, legitimate, exhausting, seemingly unrelenting problems, problems that we have, well, they all get recasted. They all get re-understood in light of the greatest problem that we ever have had. The problem that Christ himself has rectified for us by his own sacrifice and resurrection. Every remaining problem is no longer our problem. It's Jesus' problem. He is with us. He is in this with us. And we're not alone. So we can go to therapy. We can seek help from the body of Christ. We can utilize boundaries to be safe. And we can ask for help when we need it, like moving during a pandemic, which I do not recommend. We're precious to him. And so today I invite you to receive these words again as they continue to sanctify us. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Rest, not judgment, not shame. Rest, not legalism. And Jesus plus anything else is our hope and salvation uh, is, is just that. But Jesus alone is what we need. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. Friends, get near to Jesus in this season. You can't be gentle and humble in your own strength. Well, I, I certainly cannot be gentle and humble in my own strength. I'm reminded of that on a daily basis. But Jesus is already those things. And his resources of mercy are yoked to us. And you will find rest for your souls. And Jesus tells us, for his yoke is easy and his burden is light. You know, a yoke was a harness used by an oxen or other animals to ease the work of hauling a load. That's what it is. And it's also meant as a designation of servitude and the carrying of a burden or a task or a mission. And a yoke is a new way for us to carry life. It's the, the life um, we know has highs and lows. It has seasons of health and seasons of pandemic. It'll have a succession of burdens on this side of glory. But to this, Jesus offers himself. And remember, 
Being yoked to Jesus implies that we're submitted to Jesus. That the lessons that he gives us, what he says to learn from him, that we must be submitted and obey the lessons that he has given. Yet being yoked to Jesus reminds us that we are connected to the one that's actually doing the heavy lifting. Thanks be to God. We're not alone. And you're not alone. I know you've been searching for relief. Well, let me just say this. I know I've been searching for relief. I know some of us are big tired. Hear and receive and believe the word of the Lord in Christ. You will find rest for your soul. The iron yoke of oppression and sin that weighs us down. Christ's yoke is easy and his burden is light in contrast. The spirit of God has made an exchange of our yokes because of the blood of Christ ordained by God the Father. And the lowliness of Jesus has brought us away to rest. Weary and burdened, weary and burdened. Christ weary from the exhaustion of Calvary so that we can rest. Christ burdened, so burdened. Can you see him sweat drops of blood in the garden awaiting our sins laid upon him at the cross? so that we can have ease, rest and ease, rest and ease. This yoke that Christ has given has actually made me a free woman, even in the longest year of creation, 2020. Only Christ's yoke makes us this free. I'm not burdened by the lies of legalism or the judgments of enemies or even what is to come during a pandemic and in a land of deep political polarization and social unrest. Fretting about my very real problems, I don't have to do that as if I am alone because I'm not. You who are weary and burdened, you're also not alone. Won't you continue to come I hope that you've enjoyed and been blessed and been encouraged by this episode of the Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast. If you were, uh, we'd appreciate your help in bringing this grace-filled, gospel-centered, Bible-saturated content to others who might also benefit. Help us serve others by sharing this resource on social media, by leaving five-star feedback, or uh, simply by subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. For more grace-filled, gospel-centered, Bible-saturated resources, be sure to visit www.rootedministry.com. As always, we give a special thanks to High Street Hymns for providing the music for this podcast. On behalf of all of us here at Rooted, uh, my name is Davis Lacey. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rooted Youth Ministry Podcast.